It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Marlins swept again. Two series after the All-Star break. Two sweeps. Six-game losing streak for the Marlins. What can they do to change it? Also, Sandy Alcantara. Standard Sandy. One-inning blow-up in a six-inning outing. And as well, should the Marlins be considering a new closer? And the final question is, are they going to be going with a bullpen game again this weekend against the Colorado Rockies at home. This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on Twitter, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Uh, this, of course, is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. This episode is coming at you straight after the game has ended here. Final game of the series against the Cardinals. And the Marlins get beat again. Another another L. They started slowly. They kept chipping away. But in the end, they take the L. The Cardinals sweep the Marlins. The Marlins have started out with two series sweeps on the road. 0-6 oh, on the road. Is it panic time yet? First off, don't forget there's a YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe over there as well. Um, this episode is also sponsored by our good friends over at Sleeper. Uh, and you can swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks. And you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On, And you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Oh, boy. And at one point, I thought the Marlins were going to put me to sleep in this game. 4-0 down after the first inning. The Marlins swept. You know, the Cardinals going with a bullpen game today. The Marlins have Sandy Alcantara on the mound. The ace, the reigning Cy Young. They have their main man on the mound against the Cardinals in their bullpen game. The Marlins looking to snap the skid. Head home. Feeling fresh, feeling funky, feeling good. 
And boy, oh boy, the Cardinals just brought the pain onto Sandy. At one point, I didn't think Sandy was going to get out the first inning. Luckily, it didn't escalate to those levels. <sighs> I'm not sure we need any more bullpen, full bullpen games that, that we've had. The, the bullpen is fully taxed. And we're going to talk about that a bit later on, like looking ahead to this Rocky series. But man, oh man, the Marlins got themselves in a big hole. And Sandy Alcantara, it's just been a constant problem all year long. You don't know which inning, but one of the innings, there'll be a blow-up. And he gave up the three-run bomb today, and it was a stinker of a pitch. It was an absolute stinker. Middle, middle. Boy, oh boy, it got absolutely punished, and it deserved it. There was no bad luck in that one. It was pulverized, and it should have been. All of the hits in that inning, all middle up. Middle up. It's been Sandy's kryptonite all year. Didn't see any of this last year, but something has been off with his mechanics, with something all year long. And he's getting punished for it. It seems to happen mainly in one one specific inning, which is, again, the weirdest part of all of this with Sandy Alcantara. What's happened to Sandy? Why is it happening in one inning? We don't know. No one knows the answer. I'm not sure Sandy knows the answer. His post-game presser, this is happening like I'm doing this straight after the game, so I haven't seen any pressers. Sandy will be livid. He'll be fuming. He will be fuming. Marlins fans absolutely blowing up during this game. Some of them missed it. Like, it was a day game, so a few guys were like, oh, the Marlins are played? Luckily, I didn't have to watch it, but listen, it's a disappointing start for the Marlins here. Like, let's kind of, you know, call it what it is. They've lost six on the spin. On a tricky road trip, the Orioles are a good team. The Cardinals on paper are a good team. And they've got Nolan Arenado in there, Paul Goldschmidt, Lars Nukbar. You know, they've got, they got tons of studs in there. And, you know, if they were playing up to their level, you know, you'd expect this to be a tough series. The problem is, is like going into this Cardinal series, we're blinded by their record. Their record is not indicative of the talent on the roster. It isn't. Maybe the Cardinals aren't going to be sellers right now. They still should be, by the way, because they still need that need for 2024 pitching still remains. So the Cardinals absolutely should still be selling. I don't know who they who they will sell and how deeply it will go, but they need to get some frontline starters in there rapido, and they're going to need to trade some bats to do it. Can they be a good match for the Marlins? Will the Marlins be buying? Will they even be buying at the deadline? I think, yeah, they have to be because they're still going to be in it. There's only going to be, what, five clubs going for these three spots, maybe six. Like, let's say the Padres or Mets come alive. But legitimately, there's probably five clubs going for those three spots. So the Marlins should be buying and they should look to add and capitalize on the great start that they've had. This is a rocky patch, guys. Rocky patches and, you know, pardon the pun, we're about to face the Rockies, but it's been a rocky patch. Um, but what I want, did want to talk about from yesterday's game, Sandy today was, was vintage 2023 Sandy. Let's move on. Eddie Cabrera, me and Sean spoke about it, and the everyday is listening will we'll remember. Talking about Eddie Cabrera, there's such a high variance in Eddie Cabrera, to be honest with you. The stuff is unquestioned. Unquestioned stuff with Eddie Cabrera. What is questioned and questionable is the command. Effectively wild. I think was the question put to him by Christina Di Nicola yesterday. Um, Skip Schumacher, I mean, not 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 directly to Eddie Cabrera. 
that would have taken some plums to have asked him that directly, um, which I'm not sure uh, would have been the right call or the right way to play it. But yeah, Skip was asked about, you know, Eddie Cabrera and called it out like effectively wild. We'd like him to be more effective and less wild. There still is that touch of wildness. The stuff is there. And with some polish, like there was a, a strikeout yesterday. And as I was watching the game today, strikeout to Jordan Walker, uh, 0-2 count. It was one of the filthiest and fastest change-ups I've ever seen. It was 95 filth inside of the dish. Jordan Walker's knee, his knees buckled. You know, it was almost an ACL for Jordan Walker. It was like, it was that much of a brutal and filthy pitch. That just is Eddie Cabrera nailed on. It's, he has the talent. And to see him come back yesterday and go five plus, I know he gave up the bomb. And maybe that was, again, like Skip just trying to go to the well a touch further. He'd gone mid-70 pitches. Skip said he had 85 in there. So it made sense the way he was going to let it roll. Gave up the long ball. Let's get out of there. But overall, still with Eddie Cabrera, huge return, huge bounce back. And it makes a ton of difference to this Marlins team heading out the rest of the way. And getting Eddie back, having a legitimate fourth starter is crucial. The way the schedule pans out, the Marlins don't actually really need a fifth starter for up until the deadline because of the off days sprinkled in um, up to the deadline. It looks like they're still going to need a fifth starter and may even go with a bullpen game. And I'm going to talk about that after the first ad. Because for me, that is wild. There's a wild situation that they're unnecessarily looking to go with a bullpen game again when they don't need to, when this is one of the most taxed bullpens in the whole of Major League Baseball. What's the thinking? Or is it going to be a bullpen game? Or actually, are they going to flip it and go Johnny Cueto to start? We saw Johnny Cueto warming up for a potential, maybe a save situation today. Cueto was warming up in the ninth inning. If the Marlins actually had kind of you know, managed to come all the way back, we could have seen a save situation or at least a hold situation or just it was a game tied and looked to get it, you know, get it into uh, into extras. I don't even know the name of that situation. But either way, it was going to be Johnny Cueto time in high leverage. That's how gassed and taxed the pen is. It was going to be Cueto out of the pen in high leverage. And the Marlins are thinking about going with the bullpen game. Boy, oh boy, I need to cool off. I need to cool off on that one. So let's talk about our good friends over at Dave. And it's a new sponsor. So firstly, new graphics. Yes, sir. And it's a new sponsor which is always great. Love new sponsors coming in. It's great for the network and great for the sponsors too. And if your finances are becoming intimidating, then you can turn to Dave. Dave can make managing your money so much easier with an interest-free extra cash advance. Free, free goal tracking and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to 500 bucks in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees, no. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. 
Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries. Fill your tank. Finally, get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. And you can download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to 500 bucks in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Okay, there we go. New sponsors, love it. Get yourself into the Dave app. Um, it might be that you need to go and get a Marlins jersey. Could be. Could be, because there could be there could be a new closer in town. I'm going to talk about that as well in today's uh, episode. It's definitely been one of the most topical discussions after yesterday's issue, a game that the Marlins could have, should have, would have. Could have, would have, should have won. AJ Puck in the end giving up the bomb. Nolan Arenado finishing that one. Some people digging up the numbers of AJ Puck. AJ Puck. Should he still be the closer? Do they have other options? What are those options? Going to talk about that shortly. Just want to go back to this bullpen game situation. So the way things are lining up here, the Marlins now, Sandy's gone today. They have an off day. It's a travel day as well. They're traveling back and uh, an off day tomorrow. They then have a three-game series at home against the Rockies. And what we've seen in terms of the scheduling thus far is... Braxton Garrett will be going in game one. Jesus Lozado in game three on Sunday. And Saturday is TBD, baby. So this hasn't been confirmed by the Marlins. And maybe they won't confirm it. And actually, just to call it out, if they do go with a bullpen game again, which would be a blend, basically be a a Johnny Cueto and I don't know, Brazaban or Soriano, Soriano and Cueto tag team approach with an opener and whatever. You know, you, you gotta you gotta wonder why they're going down that path when it's unnecessary at this point. And that's the thing. But the other thing on this too is if they do go with an Okurt opener again, which really didn't work last time or it's going to be Soriano straight out the gates, or Cueto straight out the gates. The one thing, and Loud Marlins fan texted me about this after the game, and I thought he made a great point, saying that the Marlins made a mistake because Stephen Okert pitched an inning and a third the day before. Then they announced he was going to be starting. So they'd already seen Okert for an inning and a third the day before. The Marlins then announced he'd be starting the game. So... It gave the Cardinals and their coaching staff a ton of time to prepare for Stephen Okert with very fresh knowledge in the memory bank. And lo and behold, Okert got blown up. Thanks for shouting that out, Loud Marlins fan. Right on the money. I hadn't thought about that at all. But the Marlins didn't need to show their hand in terms of who was starting. But they showed their hand in terms of letting the, the Cardinals see that guy the day before for a you know, significant number of pitches. And then the day before announced that he was starting too. Feels like a mistake. Didn't realize it at the time. Again, thank you, Loud Marlins fan, for pointing that out. Great point. Great point. 
So let's see if they do the same. Right now, it's still TBD. But overall, I am just, I'm gobsmacked. I'm flabbergasted that they want to willingly, willingly go for another bullpen day. Why? Why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense. I can't think of one good reason. I honestly can't. There's no good reason to go with a bullpen game when you don't have to. It would have worked where it could have gone Braxy, Lozado, Eddie, and even Paul Severino on the broadcast. Eddie Cabrera on the broadcast today. He was saying, hey, yep, do my maths here. We'll see you against the Rockies, right? And he was like, nope, you'll see me against the Rays. Like, Sevy was kind of caught off guard by that. And because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for the Marlins to willingly go for another bullpen game. It didn't work last time. The opener didn't work. I mean, actually, the funny thing is, is that if Okert wouldn't have been blown up, you know, Soriano and Cueto, they kind of covered the innings pretty well. Did talk about it a few episodes ago, though, about Johnny Cueto. Don't be, don't look at the box score specifically and think, oh, wow, what an outing. Cueto's back. Go back and watch the game if you really want to, if you're looking for pain. But go back and watch that game of Johnny Cueto and see how many bats he missed. And I can tell you right now, it was one. It was a strikeout, which was impressive. But he only missed one bat. The rest of it was contact galore, pretty hard contact. And he got away with it. The Orioles were cruising. You know, the hitters are playing loose. You know the drill. Like, you're up. You're just swinging away, thinking, let's just get this game done. Let's roll. It's Cueto out there. Let's have fun with it. So I don't think that was a, a really accurate represent, representation of what Cueto's still got in the tank. I don't think look at the box score and be, you know, be blown away by that. Like I said, I was completely blown away by the fact that Cueto was warming up in the pen. Should the Marlins have actually had a big rally and got back, either tied the game or taken the lead? It looks like Cueto was coming out in leverage, which again, completely flummoxes me. I don't know what's happening right now. And I feel like, this all stems back to the Yuri Perez decision and the decision-making around pitching and trying to just manage the innings is just throwing everything off. It feels like brains are scrambled a bit, which is so surprising because it feels like pre-All-Star break, they managed everything so well. Everything was falling into place. Everyone had their roles. Right now, no one knows what role anyone's got. The pen is just trying to piece together as many innings as they have to. And one of those questions has been, should there be a new closer? I heard a lot of this discourse after yesterday's game. AJ Puck giving up the three-run bomb. Listen, let's just, let's just start. There's a couple of places to start before we get to Puck. That game should have been sealed way before Puck was involved in the 10th inning. It shouldn't have even been to extras. If the Marlins would have taken their chances and cashed in as they should, that seems to be the term right now. They're struggling to cash in the runners. If they'd have cashed in, hit with runners in scoring position as they should be, then, you know, it would have been a non-event. Puck may not have even been needed. He wouldn't have been. He ends up coming in and, you know, listen, home runs happen. <coughs> Excuse me. Home runs happen. I look at Puck. I've watched him all year. He looks a stud. He's a stud. The stuff is filthy for sure. There's been a couple of wobbles recently. 
But I talked about this on, on the Tobin and Leroy show today. And they were asking me about, you know, the bullpen and, and whatever. And one thing that's been playing on my mind is the fact that the Marlins do have a load of really good lefty relievers. They do. And so at the back end of these games, they end up going, you see a heavy dose of lefties. Heavy dose of lefties. By the time AJ Puck's out there in the ninth and maybe yesterday in the 10th, you know, the other team's hitters have been seeing, okay, they're different lefties, but they're still lefties. And they're kind of, don't know, you feel like maybe your eyes adjust to a lefty. And now you're in that groove. So by the time you get the puck, you've seen Tanner Scott, you've seen Stephen O'Kurt. And then it's puck up and you think, okay, I'm feeling like I'm seeing the ball nice from this delivery point and I've adjusted. And you give up some, some hard contact. People are asking the question, should the Marlins turn to Tanner Scott in the ninth? Tanner Scott has been amazing. Should they turn to Tanner Scott as the new closer? Should AJ Puck move backwards, out of leverage, out of the ninth? Should he? Talk about that after the final ad of the day. And as we've already mentioned, it's our good friends at Sleeper. This, this episode is sponsored by Sleeper. Um, and if you want a chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Yes, sir. If you want to win up to 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball, Sleeper is now offering 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big time. Who took the Brian De La Cruz over on the .5 strikeouts, on the .5 home runs? Brian De La Cruz with another bomba. Great to see from Brian De La Cruz. Who had a multi-hit game for Luis Arias? I mean, everyone should be nailing that one. But anyway... If you use the promo code locked on, you'll get up to 100 bucks matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Okay. Let's finish this episode talking about the, the closer situation. And the fact that some people have started... The, the conversation has been started. Because right now, Tanner Scott is the Marlins' best reliever. And he has been immense this year. The walks are down, the strikeouts are, are way up. Tanner Scott has been so good. So good. One of the best relievers in the game this year. He's underrated, to be honest with you. And we've all been kind of dazzled by Puck. And we were dazzled by Nardi as well. We're missing Nardi badly. But Tanner Scott has been so good, seventh, eighth inning guy. Really has. Um, let's not forget though, this is the, the, the point I, I called out on the, the Tobin and Leroy show. Let's also not forget what Tanner Scott did in the ninth last year. And it wasn't good. Let's remember the Bassman in the ninth, not good in the seventh. Amazing guys find their roles. They find their innings. And the history tells me that Tanner Scott, you know, we should be very, very careful about sliding him into anything other than seventh, eighth innings and whatever, a moving puck out. When I hear Skip Schumacher talking about AJ Puck, it's always that he's our closer. 
He talked early in the year, before the season started, actually, about it's going to be maybe closer by committee. He was lying. It was hyperbole. He was lying. He was always going to be going with one guy, and that guy was going to be AJ Puck. But he had to keep his options open in case things didn't go that well with Puck early on. Things went well. Puck looked amazing. He got hurt, came back. And then since then, maybe, things haven't been quite as good with Puck. And so maybe there is some, some element of the injury lingering around. He's obviously dealt with plenty of issues with injury, but Skip Schumacher always, when he talks about Puck, is he's the closer. Puck, if he's healthy, in my opinion, will remain the closer, irrespective of what Tanner Scott has done. They really do need a righty option, though. <coughs> Dylan Floro looks like he's heavily regressed, uh, particularly in leverage situations. They need, you know, a Puck, Scott, type of dude, but a righty, a guy that has stuff, swing and miss stuff, not ground out stuff that Floro's got or line out stuff or send it up to center field and hope stuff. They need that type of dude from the right side. I'm sure they're going to add someone. I'm sure they're going to find someone at the deadline and make a move because it's such a glaring need. With Eddie Cabrera back, that need for a starting pitcher is still there. But you feel good about the four guys that are there. You just need to add one other. You need to add another. Brian Hoeing has definitely settled back into the pen, not looking to be used as a starter anymore. But overall, after being swept in back-to-back series on the road against two good teams, I think the Cardinals are still a good team. They're fundamental. You know, it's the Cardinals. It's the Cards. They something went up. Something's been funky with them. Their bullpen's not being good. Like. You know, they've they've just had a rough go of it, but it's Cardinals. Two tough series on the road, and the Marlins drop six in a row. It's not good. They're out of the wild card spots. They need to bounce back, and they need to bounce back pretty quickly. This next stretch of games where the Rockies and the Tigers are being played, they got the Rays sprinkled in there. The Rays are kind of being like scuttling a bit too. You know, it's going to be, this becomes, these net, you know, before the deadline, this becomes big time. Big, big time for the Marlins because into August and the rest of the way, like the Marlins, you know, it's going to call it out. Like the Marlins are going to have one of, if not the hardest run-ins. They're going to have to play well. Today, Sandy had a blow-up inning. And then there was another inning later on where, you know, birdie throwing error, Stallings error. Sloppy baseball. Sloppy, sloppy baseball from a defensive perspective. Sandy sending down meatballs. The offense struggling to drive in runs. It's not it's not the characteristics of a team that's winning a lot of baseball games and doing well. Feels like a 2022 team. They need to find a way to snap out of it quick. And, I, you know, it's the funny thing with baseball. You know, things come at you fast. But Eddie Cabrera being back is a major boost. I've no idea what's happening with Sandy and these one-inning blow-ups. I don't think he does. I don't think anyone does. But this wasn't bad luck, Sandy, today. He had a... You know, it was a poor first inning. Location. Location, location, location. My realtor always tells me. Um, But Sandy's location has not been right. All year, there's been an issue with it. I've no idea what the Marlins are doing with this Saturday game against the Rockies. I've no idea why they're not going Braxton Garrett, Jesus Cesado, Edward Cabrera. No idea. They're willingly 
right now it seems anyway, without any specific reporting about it, but I'm just inferring that they're going to go with another bullpen game. You're going to go with Soriano and, and Cueto. And maybe because it's against the Rockies. Maybe they think they could sneak one in there, slip one in without the Rockies looking, see what happens. Playing with fire. The Marlins need to win all of these games. It's a must-sweep series against the Rockies. It really is. Must-sweep. Not just a must-win. It's a must-sweep series. And I think the Marlins are playing with fire here. They're playing with fire, taking risks with the starting pitching that they don't need to. Eddie's back. Pitching. Let him go. Then Sandy's back around for the race series. You know, they can make it work. They can, but I think, you know, it doesn't look like they're going in that direction. AJ Puck remains the closer. I think he's going to be the closer all year. Tanner Scott has been great in what in his role. Keep him in that role. AJ Puck equally was great in that role. He's been unlucky too. There's a bit of bad luck in Puck, and there was a bomb against Arenado. It happens. It happens, but Puck is still the closer. I think he will be all year, but they need help. They need help with the righty guys, we know. It's an off day tomorrow. It's an off day. The Marlins can't lose. So that's good. Lockdown Marlins will, of course, be back. So thanks for, thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of today. I'll be back tomorrow. I've got Loud Marlins fans joining me tomorrow as well. So we're going to look back on this series and look ahead, dig into some of these topics too. Talk a bit of deadline as well. Like I know, I know Chase has been putting some stuff out there about some trade targets for the Marlins, particularly, I think, third baseman. So we'll dig into that. And I'll look forward to seeing you then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.